was so. And God saw it was good. So, things that have seeds within them that then themselves grow into plants and fruit and vegetables. I've got, um, I've got three different things out, seeds out here. Uh, I'd like three people to come and have a look at my seeds. No, I won't. I shall go, I've, I shall go walking. I can walk, can't I? I'm not tied up. Okay. What do you think about those seeds? Any idea what they might be? No. Well, let me give you a clue. In about seven weeks' time, in about seven weeks' time, you will be seeing lots of pictures of the flower that this seed grows into, and they're bright red. And in seven weeks' time, it's Remembrance Sunday. What might it be? Yes, red poppies. But just look how small those seeds are. So, so tiny. I've got a little packet of them. I pinched these from somebody else's garden. No, I didn't pinch. They gave them to me from the old heads. And I'm going to throw these in my garden uh, after today. And I'm hoping that in the spring then, up will come some red poppies. Okay, what about these here? You'll all recognize these. Let's go over here, shall we? Do you know what these are? Do you know what those are? Your dad does. What are they? You <laughs> come on. Oh, I'm glad mum knows. Okay. They are runner beans, aren't they? You grow runner beans. So do I. It's great, isn't it? They're the, one of the easiest things to grow. In my garden now, these runner beans, these seeds here, are over they're nearly three years old. And I, 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 I even rang up Hillary to ask if she'd got any beans because I couldn't find these. And then I found them and I planted them. And in my garden now, I've got like a huge bush of green beans. They've all grown together and it's absolutely massive and it's nearly falling over. And whatever. It's big enough for Jack to climb, put it that way, right? Because from these beans have grown huge plants. And on these plants are hanging lots of these, my favorite vegetable, runner beans. It's amazing, isn't it? What about these then? Last one. Here's the last one. I used to love collecting these when I was a boy. Do you know what these are then, Seth? I don't know if you know these from Hong Kong. Do you have these in Hong Kong? No, I didn't think you would. Do you know? You, right, Okay. What are these? Steve, you're a conkers. conkers. Did you used to collect these when you were a lad? Yep. Yeah, I used to throw sticks up at the trees and knock them down. Every one of these has the potential to grow into a horse chestnut tree. Huge, absolutely massive. So we have little seeds that can grow into flowers. We have seeds that can grow into vegetables. We have seeds that can grow into trees. And do you know what? Everyone, every one of these beans, however many you could find, is different. Every one of those conkers, however many you could find, would be different. Do you know why? Because God made everything special. And when we look at creation, when we look at the world around us, when we look at poppies, or when we look at our veg vegetables growing in our gardens, or we look at the great trees and the changing color now, they should tell us about God.
It tells us something about what God is like, which is why Paul, when he's writing in Romans to, to people who, who didn't know about God, who didn't know about Jesus, he said this, the basic reality of God is plain enough. Open your eyes, and there it is. By taking a long and thoughtful look at what God has created, people have always been able to see what their eyes can't see. That's God's eternal power and His divine nature. All of these things tell us about God. And they tell us that God is great. And they tell us that God is wonderful. And they tell us that God is beautiful. We could see this, but so many people, they want to, in a sense, worship these things. But we shouldn't be worshipping the things that grow. We should be worshipping the God who caused those things to grow, shouldn't we? Because it is absolutely wonderful. So let's thank God. Let's thank, be thankful, but let's also worship God who creates it. Because God has made a world which keeps re- reproducing itself. I picked this this morning off the apple tree in our garden. No doubt planted by Chris and Rodney, I assume. And when we look in this apple, I've just chopped one in half. We see seeds. There is, we don't want to eat the apple seed, do we? We spit those bit out. We see seeds. This seed, this seed, if planted in the garden, could become an apple tree. My wife's hiding the knife already. I can see she's already got her safety hat on. Okay. This is why when you're traveling along the motorway, look for this in the next few weeks if you're traveling along the motorway. This is why when you're traveling along the motorway in October or November, you will see something strange at times along the side. You will see apples growing alongside the motorway. Why is that? That's because people like me, when they've eaten their apple, I don't know if I'm supposed to be doing this or not, when I'm driving along and I've eaten my apple, I wind down the window, press the button of course, and then I throw the apple core out onto the side. You're not supposed to do that. Oh, right, okay, fine. I'll stop them from now on. But that's why you see apple trees growing alongside the motorway is because people have thrown out their cores, apple cores, and in the core is a tiny little seed. And because of the way God has planted and made it, this seed can become a whole apple tree and produce apples. And by the way, you're definitely not allowed to stop on the motorway and pick the apples. That is really, that's really bad, so don't do that. Kim's going to come and read a, verse, a few verses to us from John 12. I'm reading from uh, John uh, chapter 12, and we're starting in verse 20. Now, there were some Greeks among those who went up to worship at the festival. They came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida in Galilee, with a request. Sir, they said, we would like to see Jesus. So Philip went to tell Andrew, and Andrew and Philip in turn told Jesus. Jesus replied, The hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Very truly I tell you, unless a grain of wheat falls to the ground and dies, it remains only a single 
seed. But if it dies, it produces many seeds. Anyone who loves their life will lose it, while anyone who hates their life in this world will keep it for eternal life. Whoever serves me must follow me, and where I am, my servants also will be. My father there will honour the one who serves me. So we see that there's a pattern in nature, a pattern in nature that a seed of various, all different sorts, a seed when planted in the ground has the potential to grow into something huge and produce more of whatever the fruit is, which then has more of those seeds inside. That is the way that God planned it to be. And Jesus here says, so he has these God-fearing Greek people come to him at Jerusalem, the time of the festival, festival of the Passover. And these people ask Jesus a question, or they want to speak to Jesus. And they say to one of the disciples, can we, can we have a meeting with Jesus? And Jesus doesn't seem to answer the question. He doesn't say, yes, that's okay, or no, they can't, I'm too busy. What he says is, he says, do you know what? A seed, if it's planted, if it's not planted, will just stay a single seed. That's all it will ever be. But he says, if a seed is planted in the ground and dies in that sense, it can produce a harvest. Now, is Jesus talking about creation there? Is he talking about the way nature works? He's not, is he? Although it's true, he's talking about himself. You see, Jesus, when he starts that, he says the hour has come. Jesus knows something that he's tried to tell the disciples on many occasions and they don't really want to listen to, they don't want to hear. But Jesus is saying, now, this is the time. In fact, this is the week This is the very week that Jesus knows that he will die. And he says, you know, it's going to be like a seed planted in the ground. I'm going to die, but I'm going to produce life. I'm going to produce a harvest. And he said, you know what? He didn't say in this passage, but in other passages he said, this isn't just because people are going to kill me. They are going to kill me. This is something I am choosing to do. I'm going to lay down my life. I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. This is what I want to do. This is what I'm choosing to do. I don't grow many vegetables because I'm not very good. That's why I grow beans because beans are lovely and easy to grow. But once I ventured out and I decided to grow potatoes, right, I grew potatoes, so I planted potatoes in the ground, made the little lumps, and the things started to grow, and all the green stuff came out the top, and I thought, and I knew you had to wait until the green stuff just started to go over, just started to die, and then you'd go and dig up your potatoes, right? Yeah, and I was all excited, like Mark was talking about, because I thought, I've never grown potatoes, and I would just look forward to getting these new potatoes out the ground. And so I took my fork... And I put it straight down in the middle of where the green stuff was growing. And I stiffed and I lifted up what was on the fork. And I was really upset. Do you know what I lifted up on the fork? 
I lifted up one dead rotten potato. And I thought, oh no, I've planted all these potatoes and they've gone rotten in the ground. I thought, well, I'll just have a look around a bit further around. And I put my fork in next to that one. And I lifted that and there were some new potatoes. And then on the other side, new potatoes. And then I realized that the old rotten potato was... The potato I'd planted. That rotten, that potato I'd planted had died in the ground, but it had produced all these new potatoes. Not too many, which is why I've gone back to the beans. The potato had died and produced all these new potatoes. And Jesus, by giving his life, Jesus, by giving his life, enabled a harvest, not of potatoes, but a harvest of people. People who had the potential, because of God working in their lives, God's life working in them, people who have the potential, and this is absolutely amazing, the potential to become like Jesus himself. That is the power of God. Not so we just try and live and live our lives as well as we can. Not so we try and just learn from his teaching and, and obey it, although those are good things. But because of his life in us, we can be, have become new people. And God can do an amazing transformation in our lives. The disciples didn't understand that. They didn't understand when he talked about his dying. And they certainly didn't understand about his rising again. Because Jesus said, I lay down my life only to take it up again. And this is the wonder. When I dug up my potatoes, the old potato, the potato I'd planted, had rotted away. But when Jesus died, he did not rot away. He didn't die. He did die rather, but he didn't, his body did not rot in the grave. There is no body because that body came back to life. Jesus rose from the dead. And because of that, all those few weeks later, those disciples who thought when they saw Jesus die, they thought it was the end, they thought it was all over, they thought it was finished. A few weeks later, they're telling people that Jesus has risen from the dead because they've seen him alive. They've talked with him. They've eaten with him. And therefore, what Jesus promised them, which is that they could become new people, they could become forgiven was true. So, folks, when we look at harvest, when we look at these lovely things, I'm tempted to take a bite, but I know I mustn't. When we look at all the things that, that, our, that is produced in our world, and when we realize that God has done this, God has enabled this to happen by his plan, that things, little things that are planted become big things and produce fruit, and inside them are the seeds to produce more fruit, we should give thanks to God. Because it tells us something about God. But more than that, more than that, we worship the God who gave himself. We worship the God who gave his life, came back to life, so that we could have new life. Now, I haven't got time this morning to explain more about how that works. There's much more we could say. But if you want to know more, I've brought along some leaflets this morning, which I'd be more than happy to give to you, which explain what I've talked about in a little more detail. This one's called Dying to Meet You. 
It's called What's Life All About? And this one's called Why Jesus? And I'd be more than happy to give you one of those booklets. We worship a wonderful God of creation who creates these things, but he also creates life in us. And I'm so glad that I found that for myself when I was 16 years old, to be true. And now, many, 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 many years later, I still know it's true. We worship a wonderful God.